0: A kids' podcast.
1: (laughs) You can go slow.
0: A kids' podcast about.
1: Hey, listeners, thanks for finding this episode. We believe in the power of conversations and knowing that kids like you are ready to talk about the big things going on in their world. If you like this episode, please consider liking or reviewing the show through whatever app you're using to listen right now. That helps others discover this podcast, and that helps make sure this show is reaching the ears that need to hear it most. Thanks. What does it mean for someone to describe themselves as a first generation immigrant? That's not a term I've heard of before.
0: When we think about uh, a first-generation immigrant, it's not just to um, you know the United States of America, for example. Uh, it's not just to um, you know a specific country. It can be anywhere, any place, and and quite frankly, uh, at any stage in your life. Uh, in fact, there's people in this world uh, that actually immigrate to a different country uh, multiple different times in their in their lives, and. Um, I wanted to keep this very broad uh, because I was part of that. I immigrated um, with my family to the United States at the age of three. Um, and we were first generation immigrants um, with into a new country, into a new setting, into a new life with nothing uh, in that we had in this new place that we moved. to. Um, and then I did that again at the age of 18 when I moved to France uh, for about a year. Um, and had to go through the same emotion that I talk about in my book. Um, but it's these emotions that we experience as first-generation immigrants. And so when I say first-generation immigrants, it's anyone that moves to a new place, a new country, a new city, a new state, um, starting their life all over with, quite frankly, nothing that is grounding them.
1: Welcome to A Kid's Book About, the podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm a teacher, a librarian, and I'm your host. The voices you heard just a moment ago were from Jonah and Travis. Each week we talk about the big things going on in your world with a different author from our A Kid's Book About series.
0: I'm Travis Chen. I am a Gen Z tech enthusiast. Uh, also a Taiwanese-American first-generation immigrant uh, at the age of three. And I am the author of a kid's book about first-generation immigrants.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I've missed you. In our weeks off, I've been resting and reading and connecting with my family, my friends, and with authors for future episodes of this show. We're kicking off the new year with a topic that I hope will help you see and understand the people in your classroom and in your community a little better. Many, many families have immigrated into your country or out of your country, no matter where in the world you're listening. Maybe you yourself have been an immigrant. I wonder how your experience is the same or different from Travis's experience or if it's something you've experienced at all.
0: You know, when I when I think about um, how someone who hasn't gone through the journey experiences that first-generation immigrants do experience, I often, you know, ask people to imagine themselves moving into a new home, right? When you move to a new home, you don't have your things that you belong, that, that you feel comfortable with, right? Let's say your bed or your, your couch or, you know, um, that specific, uh, you know, uh, Uh, you're something in the kitchen that you're that you're that you're associated with or that you're comfortable with or something that you see every single day walking into and it's exactly that but on a much larger scale and I write about this in my book where we moved um, from Taiwan to the United States when I was at the age of three and I didn't have any of my toys didn't have the food that I was used to um did my parents even know where to go shopping for groceries um, we didn't even know, you know, that libraries, uh, you know, were a common thing to go to, right? Uh, we didn't know that uh, there was an immigration, you know, journey that we had to go down in order to get a, a green card and then to get our um, United States citizenship, right? All these different things that we think of in our life where we basically had to just completely move from a different country uh, with different values, with different Um, economic uh, situations with different governmental agencies and practices uh, to a new country and be uh, conformed by what they are and their values and their practices and um, almost act as if this is what you're used to and this is what you're normal. And our psychological behavior tells us that that is not something that's easy for us as kids, but also as human beings, right? And so and so when we're experiencing that change and that shift, not only is it hard um, for, for you yourself, but it's, it's hard for your family. And, and those experiences are what brings us together as first generation immigrants. And this is why you know, we see in, in many, many different uh, places around the country, United States, for example, where you see a very, very densely populated um, community of, of similar races and similar backgrounds because they know that they can depend on each other. But uh, for those who haven't experienced, uh, you know, being a first-generation immigrant, I often talk about, you know, you really are moving into a new house with nothing that you're used to, um, and not only is it just your house, but it's also your lifestyle, your your lifestyle values, your 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 educational experiences, your work experiences, etc.
1: I live in the United States, and in 2023, the U.S. welcomed a record number of immigrants adding 1.6 million people to the country's population, which is now 335 million people across these United States. Our population makes up a collection of endless experiences and stories and traditions and beliefs and accomplishments and hardships. The wealth of this population collectively is incalculable, and you, listener, help to give it its value. One thing Travis expresses in a kid's book about first-generation immigrants is the value of being a global citizen. Before I ask Travis to explain what it means to be a global citizen, let's see if you can take it apart and predict the definition. Global citizen. What's a citizen? Is that a word you've heard before? What if I said that you are a citizen of your town, your city, your community, your state, your country? The preceding word is global. When we use the word global, what location or area are we referring to? A global citizen. A citizen of the globe.
0: For me, being a a global citizen means that you're a citizen of the world. And when we say that, um, it means that you are able to relate uh, with people that are different than you. You're able to break those echo chambers. You're able to Know what's going around around the world, um, because a lot of people actually uh fear uh that uh that 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 thought of even thinking what's going on across the world, um, and it, it for me it means being able to uh, open up your eyes and thoughts and imagination, uh of of what it's like to live in a different country and across the world, and in 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 and to your point. Um, with different societal infrastructures, right? Um, with different food, with different religion, with different political values, with, with different, um, you know, experiences and history. Um, and that, to me, is truly what makes a person well-rounded um, because you're able to understand um, what it's like to to have those experiences, right? And I actually have a family friend right now that's living across the, the world, first time ever, you know, never been to any, any other country decided that um, she wanted to be a Fulbright scholar so she did that and she's really struggling as she's there and I keep on telling her every single day that you know this these 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 thoughts are normal and these these feelings that you're experiencing are completely okay and give yourself some grace as you go through that journey but remember to embrace this experience and this opportunity because when you're able to talk to those locals right when you're able to talk to those um, local uh, mom and pop shops and understand how they are, you know, setting up their shop. And, and you know, whether that's, um, you know, a farmer that started a farm to table experience restaurant, those those things you're able to really um, learn from them and, and also realize that at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And I know this is cliche to say, but sometimes we're a lot similar than we are different. And that comes from and a place of understanding and empathy, and when you're able to open up your heart like that, that's when you realize so many different things that you never experienced before.
1: Let's take a quick break, and when we return, Travis will talk about how our values inform how we walk through the world, and how often those values are passed down from generation to generation
0: these experiences um that that now i reflect on i want to make sure that when i write what i write about other kids are able to relate to as well and to realize that they're not alone and i you know give some stories in the kids book that are pretty simple and straightforward like you know for example bringing you know asian food dumplings to school and people laughing at and i'm sure many kids experience the same things today and have that fear of opening up their lunch boxes at school for lunch and that makes me really sad, right? We all need nutrients, especially young kids. Um, And so I I really wanted to make sure that I was able to highlight uh, those experiences. And I think A Kids Co. was truly the best partner to put this all together.
1: We'll be back in just a moment. For more great books and podcasts made to empower kids. Welcome back. Today on the podcast, we're talking about first-generation immigrants with a kids' book about author, Travis Chen. Listeners, have you ever had a new student in your class whose family moved to your country from another country? People and families move for lots of different reasons. I asked Jonah how he felt about meeting someone who moved from another country. This is what he shared.
0: I think it really depends on what their situation is and how they feel about moving. I personally accept it. I think it's really cool. I don't have friends that moved like that, but I think if I met someone, I would definitely connect with them and be friends with them.
1: You're right, Jonah. You might feel a number of different things when meeting someone whose family has moved from another country or really from anywhere. Did they choose to move? And are they feeling any excitement about being in a new place? Were they forced to move? And are they still working through feelings around those circumstances? Or some combination of all of those feelings? Making a welcoming space for all is certainly an important step to consider. I wonder, listeners, if any of you are first-generation immigrants, and I wonder what that experience has been like for you. It makes me think of a page in a kid's book about first-generation immigrants where Travis writes, The values that make me the person I am are things that have been passed down for generations. Moving to a new location can be really difficult, but among the things that travel with you, your values help to shape who you are and how you respond to the people and the things around you. Here's Travis with more on that thought. Well, you know,
0: as, as an Asian American, um, I, I've been in, in the United States, you know, very, very lucky to have been here for the past 21 years now. Um, and, and um, you know, to this day though, as an Asian American, there's a lot of stigma um, behind who we are and what we identify with and, you know, what it's like to be an Asian American, even, even in the workplace, but also, you know, I remember very vividly as a student, um, growing up and in college as well, where, um, they often, you know, think of Asian Americans as that kind of hardworking, uh, studious type that doesn't, you know, want to do anything more than, than studying. Um, and when I think about that, there's a lot to unpack there, but, when I think about that um, and, you know, my hardworking nature, I reflect on um, my grandparents, right, and and Asian-Americans as a whole. Um, in fact, you know, think back to the 1800s, like, like who, who built those railroads in America, right? It was those Chinese settlers that came here um, that were forced to, forced labor to, you know, work on the railroads, right? Um, but you know going back to this, this 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 thought of generation after generation my grandparents myself and i'm very lucky to saw my grandparents around to this day but they instilled in me this value of of hard work um being humble um but also uh being and making sure that you uh continue to be consistent um with with who you are right and uh, my hard working nature actually comes from my grandpa um who you know is 91 uh, now and he when he started his business, um, he he really showed me what it's like to be resilient. Um, I'll g- I'll give you a story as an example. Um, he started an import and export business in Taiwan, um, and he would import um goods from Japan to to Taiwan and sell to, to the Taiwanese. Um, and um, you know, he lived in this small town in the south of Taiwan. Um, and because his, he lost his father at a young age. He was the sole you know, male um, you know, financial provider of the family. And so he needed to make sure that he was home every single day. And so what did he do? Every single day, he would get up at 4 a.m. He would bike an hour to the train station, take a three-hour train ride uh, to the biggest city that was closest to him to sell his goods uh, for the whole day in the sun, in the heat, uh, and then you know pack up all the goods, and then go pick up more more supplies and more inventory that just came from Japan, and then you know haul all that back to to home, and then do that all over again. And he he remind he reminded me recently of something that's really interesting for me. He was like, "You know, Travis, when I was young, there was no such thing as weekends. We didn't have Saturdays or Sundays. We worked through those Saturdays and Sundays. We worked through our holidays, right? And so it's this tenacity that I still have to this day." where I like to think that I'm, I'm a pretty hard worker um, in, in the workplace, uh, in, you know, growing up as well. And um, I have that resiliency and that tenacity that many, many of my peers, um, you know, often lack. And, and I think that, 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 that really comes from these generational values that, um, you know, my grandparents gave me. And this is not really a race uh, per se uh, issue, but it's more of a generational value that is passed down over time. Um, and you know, even though my grandpa went on to starting, like um, you know, some incredible businesses in his lifetime, he still remembered the the idea of making sure to be humble and to give back to the community. And you know, I often look at look around my community and look for ways to give back to uh, those those around me to make sure that they um, you know have those experiences that I experienced as well. And so I think it's so important um, for for grandparents or parents or families in general, right, to really reflect on um, your 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 ethnic values and also your family values and pass those down to, you know, kids because they are the ones that are going to continue those traditions for you. And for us, you know, on a, on a family, immediate family level, um, we've always been uh, very, uh, you know, taught the importance of family values and sticking together on not just American holidays, but also Taiwanese holidays, right? And so we have double, double the holidays that, <laughs> uh, that many Americans do. But it's so important because it bonds us, it brings us together, unites us, and it reminds us um, how important our, our family
1: values are. Our time's almost up. I'm about to send you back out into the world. So let's take a moment to consider how we can recognize the value in others and honor the values that they bring into this space we share. Travis, are there any actions we, the listeners, can take to be more welcoming, supportive, and inclusive to first generation immigrants, whether they are in our class, our place of worship, or our community?
0: You know, I think with any experiences of um, not understanding how to relate or not understanding how to, uh, you know, empathize, it, it, number one, the first thing is showing that you care. And when I say that means listening and being there for those who are struggling, right? And um, you know, I, I think back to when I was a little kid, um, and uh, there was a student that just came from Japan, and uh, the, stu- the teacher had assigned me to bring him around and be basically his first, you know, built-in friend uh, at school. I didn't know how to speak to him. I don't speak Japanese. Um, I didn't know what his parents and family, you know, experienced moving over. But the first thing that I made sure that I did was that he was heard and that he felt comfortable and that he knew the routines of, of what it's like to be, um, you know, in school, but also that he had someone there for him. I think that's so important, um, for kids who are, you know, or have a, a, a classmate that might be, um, you know, just freshly immigrated to the, their, their, their local community, um, it's showing that you care and lending that helping hand, right, um, and bringing them in to the lunch table when they need someone to eat lunch with, or, um, you know, bringing them into your friend group to play on the playground, or, um, you know, inviting them over uh, for dinner with their family, um, or inviting them to that birthday party those small things really make a difference for a family that um, has no community, has no roots, um, doesn't know what it's like to, you know, live in a new country. And so I think it's, it's bringing everyone closer together um, and having that open mind uh, and also listening to what they're experiencing as well um, and learning from them as well, because it truly is a, 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 a two-way street. And when you're able to learn and listen and and give back, but also take in. Um, that's when you realize um, that there's so many interesting things in this world that we can all learn from and so many interesting people that we can build incredible friendships with as well.
1: Thank you to Travis Chen, author of a kid's book about first-generation immigrants for joining us today. And special thanks to Jonah for lending their voice to this episode.
0: My name is Jonah, I'm 13 years old, and I live in Ellicott City, Maryland. My favorite thing to do is to game on Fortnite with my friends.
1: The Kids Book About, the podcast, is written, edited, and produced by me, Matthew Winner. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory. And this show was brought to you by A Kids Co. Follow the show wherever podcasts are found. And check out other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting akidsco.com.